Welcome on into another edition of Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 and MyMichiganPodcast.com. Talking with two of our boys basketball coaches off to hot starts this year. Beale City's 3-1, and one, catching up with Coach Gatrill here in just a second. And then in the second half of Spock Sports Show, talking with Coach Jamie Fazy, first-year head coach at Shepard, off to a great start at 4-0. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Sacred Heart Academy, also off to a 4-0 start. And tomorrow night, a big game on the 20th of December. Elma, Mount Pleasant, Boys High School Hoops. Doesn't happen very often. Very excited to be down in Elma to catch that one. And make sure you join us right around 7 o'clock tomorrow for that call from Elma on Buck92, Buck92.com. And you can watch the game, Facebook.com slash Buck923. Let's get right into the interview with Coach Cam Gatrill from Beale City. Chris Bachman here with Coach Gatrill from Beale City, talking after the great 3-1. and one starting coach first of all what's what's been the key to your early season success uh, we we're playing as a team um defensively we're pressuring the ball in the full court which is creating a lot of turnovers and and uh it's just overall chemistry too the kids have really have been tying to each other and working hard and it's been a it's been a fun to see we're young the older kids have been really really uh open to help them learn it's been neat to see yeah, and uh, talking about that young team, like I said, I this is the youngest team you've ever had. When I think of you know the Beale City teams in the past, I just look down there and expect to see seven or eight seniors on the squad, even if they're not playing a lot. But I think you just got the three this year. We have two seniors, oh, right. and then a, yeah, and then then some juniors. Um, but none of the only one of the juniors has any type significant playing time. We only have two returners because one of the seniors, Braylon, last year blew out his knee. So this is in essence his first RC season. Gotcha. So we really don't have Strauss and. Josh Wilson, the only two returners that we have, and they've been really helpful to the young kids. Yeah, I was really, really impressed with uh, Josh Wilson. He kind of displayed it all versus McBain. What's it like being able to coach him? He's, he's, a, he's a tremendous athlete. He's strong. He's physical. You don't realize how gifted he is because he's big. You know, he's a, he's a big, strong kid, but he can move. He's nimble. has a great handle on the ball and can shoot the ball deep. So he's, he's a tough guard. Yeah, that was the thing that really impressed me was seeing his hand a lot on the perimeter. You know, him and McGillis were about the same size from McBain. He was a good player, too, but you could just see the athleticism that Wilson had over him with the ball handling, just being able to go by him kind of at will. Yeah, Josh is an inside-outside threat. He's he's a tough matchup for most teams because if you put a guard on him, we're going to post you up. They put a big on him, we're going to keep him on the perimeter. So depending on what you do, um, we move him around. Yeah, and now i got to ask you a question might upset you a little bit. You guys bested McBain NMC, McBain high back-to-back, and then you guys fell to, to Roscom, and I was a little surprised to see that on the schedule. That game kind of sneak up on you guys after those two tough games versus McBain? No, we just – we had um, – we were really sick, um, me included. We all, all of us, uh, I think over half our team had something going on. Just didn't have the energy and the effort and – and uh, Ross Common came ready to play. You know, I give them credit. They beat us, you know, but we definitely had kids injured. We had, like, two or three kids that didn't even go on the bus trip because we were so sick. Yeah, <laughs> um, we were down to, I think, 14 kids that night total for both teams. Oh, wow. Um, right. So it was, a, it was a rough. We And everybody has those nights where you're just sick and, you know, everybody gets hit by that stuff, so that was our turn, so. Yeah, it's part of part of winter hoops in Michigan, and uh, who do you who, it do, is. Yeah, who are you expecting to be at the top of the Highlands? Like I said, I thought it's going to be you guys, McBain, McBain, NMC, and probably going to see a very different McBain next time when they got one of their big six six kids coming back. But who do you expect to be at the top of the Highland this year? I think there's a lot of parity this year. I don't think there's anybody that's overly dominant. The same time as nobody that's really really all that weak. Um, you know, I think some people thought Ross Conlon would be down there, but they play. I I was impressed. They move the ball well. They play tough um, defense, and you know, I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be. I think to win the Highland this year, it's gonna be a, 
it could be a two or three loss team wins the Highland this year. Yeah, or maybe a two or three team sharing the conference championship or something like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think you're onto something there. Yeah, and has, has it been a while since there's been that kind of parity? Because I think McBain NMC went undefeated last year in conference play, and then you know you got McBain Lake City had some good years before that. Is this the the, the most parity you've seen in your league? Yeah, yeah, I think McBain won the conference for like it was I don't know like fifteen some years straight, and uh, so they're they're always tough. And and, and Bruce will have them right, you know they they were out they're short that big kid, and they always seem to play better at the end of the year. You know they're well coached. And I talk a little bit more about the seniors. Like I said, I mentioned three. You said just two with Braylon Zucker and, and Caden Strauss. Braylon Zucker's defensive ball pressure in the McBain game was really, really impressive. And Caden Strauss, just like out on the football field, like I said, he's just got to be the coach's dream. He's going to do anything you ask him to do, and it seems like he's going to excel at it no matter what it is. Yeah, and we have, we have you know, those two leads and the seniors that lead that. But we have six, seven other guys behind them that all are getting better with their ball pressure. Day in and Dalton and Caden Smith is coming back here real soon, um, and that'll, he'll help us. He'll help tremendously. Yeah, what's, what's it going to be like having him back? Except for people who don't know, all sports star at Beale City, great on the football field, throw ninety on the mound last year as a sophomore with that great Beale City baseball team. And said, I haven't seen him play hoops. What are you expecting to back from him? He practiced today, and uh, he's he's gotten he's close to being ready to play, um, and he's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, he's a pretty impressive athlete. He's going to make us a much, much better team. Yeah, he's one of those kids. You could just kind of plug him in. You know, I actually I joke about the, the football point guards and the basketball point guards. He probably brings a little bit of that football point guard aspect to your team. Is that correct? Well, that and just he's just a scorer. You know, he really doesn't run the one. All um, right. He, he's more of a, more of a two that, that can bomb from deep and really, really a kid that can get you 15 to 20 a night. Oh, well, all right. I guess um, I wasn't expecting that from him, yeah. Oh, he's a scorer. He's a scorer, that's a, for sure. He's more. He's less point guard, more scorer, I'd say. And he's got a younger brother who's coming up that's going to be pretty good as well, too, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kyler's a really good athlete, too. Yep. Good genetics within that family. Yeah, and I don't know what, you know, what happened to Rick, but, you know, something. No, I'm just joking, Rick, if he's going to listen <laughs> to this. <laughs> and we talked a bit about uh, your freshman point guard last week, your, your son, Drake, and you know, the one other freshman point guard that I could think of with your program since since I've been doing things is Logan Chillman. Are, are those the only two freshmen that you've had running running that spot since in your time at Beal? Yeah, at Beal, yeah. I had a Mickey Urban at Montebello All right. um, years ago that did. Um, but those two, yeah, they're, they're similar in a, lot, in a lot of regards. They're both pretty calm, under, under pressure. Because um, a lot of times when you bring a freshman up, it's not just that they're skilled enough, but it's also are they mentally able to handle it and then can they handle the pressure? You know, because you bring a kid up and <clears throat> they can be athletically good enough, but can they handle the pressure that comes with that position, especially handling the one? Yeah, it's like he has the speed, but is he going to go too fast? Does that, does that, you right, know, if I right. say that, does that make sense? Yeah, play fast, but not in a hurry. Yep. You know, I mean, that, that's, we always kind of preach to our kids, but I, I think. You know, you play enough basketball, Logan and Drake both have played a lot of AAU, so in that similar regard, they played a, at a high speed for quite a bit throughout their childhood and through the years. Yeah, so maybe the, the varsity level's not as shocking to them with that AAU right, basketball. Right. Yeah, he has a similar demeanor that Logan had, that calm, really the moment doesn't scare them type stuff. And, you know, and kind of uh, going off to, a, you know, take the – uh, exit off of your team off the freeway for a second. You know, is he? I don't know if he's playing for the real basketball and Lance Maney, but I feel like this is the first time we've really ever had travel basketball kind of widely available to kids here in the Mid Michigan area. How much is that going to help things going forward? 
I think it's a ton. I mean, my both my other children play for Lance, the AAU program. Lance does a good job of developing the kids, too, as well. And he uh, takes pride in, you know, if you're one of his kids, you can, he does skill work throughout the season with him and, and whatnot, which is which is nice. Um, and, and I think a lot of the coaches there do a good job of teaching team basketball because sometimes AAU can get a lot of isolation, a lot of one-on-ones, but you see with our program that that's not the case. We move the ball and we play as a team. Yep. I say one of the things I was talking to him about when I interviewed him kind of about real basketball last year was, you know, we might not see it this year or next year, but three years, four years, five years, our teams are going to start making deeper runs in the tournament because they're used to that speed. They're used to that ball pressure. They're used to that level of play. I think it could yep. be a really big deal going forward for, for all of our local programs. Right. You're seeing that with Drake. That's, that's, that's the case. You see how Kami is out there. That's, that's what you see. Yep, and uh, you know, talk a little bit about your kid. I, you know, it was, it was Coach McIntyre and his son at Mount Pleasant. He didn't really want to talk about him a whole lot, but when I, how good does he have a chance to be? And what's it like coaching your son now on your varsity basketball team? Well, it's been a dream of mine for a long time since he's been born. You know, I've always wanted to do that, and, and I, I don't know how good he can be. I guess that's up to him. I always, I, I've been really, I've never pressured my kids to play anything. I've always been just supportive and want them to be the best they can be, and be the best person that can be most importantly. But I, you know, it's been a pleasure. I enjoy it. He's a pleasant kid. He's real, real, has a kind heart and uh, he's a good teammate. So that's the most important thing. So I don't know how good he can be. I guess that's, that's up to him how much work he puts in. Yeah, I really like the way you answer that question. That 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 is up to him. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm here to support him, but it's all up to him. And, right. uh, how much fun yeah. is it just being able to watch him play and succeed on, on this level this early? It's been it's weird for me because I really don't watch him as much. I, I'm I'm still I'm coach number one, dad. You know, right. during that time, number two. Every time else, I'm dad number one. But during that time, I I'm watching the game and the flow, and I really don't sit back and enjoy and watch him play until I watch film afterwards. Um, then then I take the time to watch him a little bit. But during the game, I got to be thinking. I got you know, I have other things in my mind. Yeah, is that something that you guys talked about? Of like, all right, we got to we got to put the you know put the pause or flip the switch or something like that when we go into practice and whatnot. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hard on him. I mean. It's kind of like early on, it was hard on him a couple of times. The players, I think, noticed it right away that I'm not going to treat him any differently. Yeah, all right. Um, and and that's that's important. They got to know he's my son. I love him, but um, he's just he's just one of the players. He's one of the guys on the court. Competing, and I appreciate you taking a minute to chat about that. Cause like I said, that's just one of those special things that I don't like to talk about it too much. And in particular, during the game, he's just Drake Gatrell. He's out there hooping, but just fun to be able to talk about that with you a little bit. And uh, as far as goals for this team, you guys are now four games in. Probably know a little bit about your squad. What are you looking at for this team, or do you know yet? Uh, I think with Smitty coming back, we'll, we'll be significantly better. You know, I mean, I just trying to get him to play good basketball, move the ball spread the ball around, get good shots. And, uh, you know, I always tell kids play hard, smart, and have fun, you know, and, and it, I just want them to play a little bit smarter with the ball. We've been playing healthy skeleton up until now, but this, this Christmas break is just about cleaning things up and getting us playing better basketball and really defending with a purpose, getting stops. And, and I just feel like my teams over the years, you know, play pretty good defense and, uh, that's something we got to get better at, you know, protecting the paint, things like that. All right, got a lot. As far as, as far as expectations or how what we can, I don't know. I mean, I think you always want to try to win a league title. You always want to win a district, things like that. Are those attainable? I don't know. I, I like to think so, but I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably really hard to tell before you, you probably know a lot more about your team after Christmas break that first game or two. For sure, hundred yeah, percent. It takes it takes a little time. Plus, at Beal, we generally we take football pretty seriously at Beal, and I love that. Um, I was a football guy myself, and. I'm glad in baseball too, they do take real seriously. So we don't play good basketball deal generally until about January. Um, just because it takes a while. Yeah, you make, our kids are, you make, are behind in some regards in the beginning. 
Yeah, like I said, they're super focused on you know the the, the football, and sometimes they're making those deep runs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I said, maybe maybe it takes a week or two away from you in basketball. Like I said, I've talked to you in the past though, and you said, man, I just love going to those games though too. So you, you're all good with that. Oh, as a three sport athlete myself, I'm a fan of it. I encourage my kids to go hit in the cage during the winter to get ready for baseball and football. I I, I don't want them until they win a state title. You know, I'm a, I'm a three sport advocate. Last thing I want to ask you, kind of the thing I like to ask coaches all the time. I probably asked you it before. We'll see if you got a different answer. And if you go with the same one you've had, I don't remember it at this point, so you can. What what are kids learning from basketball that they just something they cannot take away from the classroom? You you're a teacher. You do your best, but there's just things that you learn playing sports, playing basketball. You can't learn in a class. But what's a thing or two of those? Um, I think you know. Yeah, I think you learn toughness. You know how to compete, how to handle adversity, um, teamwork. Those are the things I think that you know you come away with. You know, I think of my experience too. It's all those things of how to, how to fight, how to compete, and how to try to better yourself on a daily basis. I um, I think that's what kids are coming away from sports or athletics or you know or Beale City in general. You know, just the, the toughness that comes with it and the expectations to, to compete and to win too. You know, and when you do it, when you don't win, how to handle it with class. You know, right. those are things I think. Yep, you guys got Morley Stanwood Wednesday before you head into that break. What are you expecting from them? Oh, from what I've seen, they got a couple pretty good players. A couple guys are really going to stop. They're um, pretty athletic, and they don't have anybody. Every, all all five of their starters can move, so we gotta we gotta make sure we cover that. They run some different defenses. They, they try to press and whatnot. So we gotta make sure we can break their handle the press first and foremost. Coach Gatrell, thanks so much. Take some time to chat with me, man. We'll be talking with you again. I'm so sure during, during some oh boy, sometime during Christmas break. Thanks, thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Another big, big thank you to Coach Gatriel. Take some time to chat with me when we come back on Spock Sports Show talking with Jamie Fazy, the 4-0 head coach of the Shepherd Blue Jays in action tonight, taking on Coleman. Back more Spock Sports Show right after this on Buck 92. And the Spock Sports Show podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at MyMichiganPodcast.com. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbara Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Buck 92 and Buck92.com return you now to the Spock Sports Show, live from the Barbary Law Firm's mobile sports studio. Welcome back on into the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios and Spock Sports Show. Let's get right back into my second interview. So I caught up with Coach Fazy, and they're, they're in action pretty much right now taking on Coleman. Boys High School Hoops as they head into Christmas break looking to go undefeated. And a big test as they come out of Christmas break as they will battle Elma. Chris Spockman back with you here on Spock Sports Show talking with Coach Fazy from Shepard. And Coach, you, you've been here, now back. You know, For people who don't know your hoops and coaching background, kind of tell us a little bit about it. Uh, yeah, so I uh, graduated from Elma College. Uh, 2005. Uh, played played two years there after playing a couple years of junior college. Uh, got my first head coaching job down at Hopkins High School, um, south of the Grand Rapids, north of Kalamazoo area. I uh, was down there for a couple years. 
and <clears throat> I moved up to the Mount Pleasant area uh, where then I started working with the uh, Shepherd uh, team from 2010 to 2012 and then um, getting back into it uh, this year for uh, first year back. Gotcha. And what's your favorite part of basketball? Uh, well, there's a lot of aspects that. Yeah, kind of an over, kind of an open-ending question there, you know. Yeah. So, um, from a from a playing standpoint, I think for me, it's the biggest thing is uh, the team aspect. Um, you know, for us here at Shepherd, the probably from day one, we've been talking about what we refer we uh, refer to as five to one. Is how do five guys that are on the field operate? Uh, as one cohesive unit, whether it's on the uh, offensive end or the defensive end, uh, which obviously we've gotten off to a faster start on what we're doing on the defensive end uh, right now. Um, and, you know, we're still getting there. And like I had told the, the morning sun uh, after the Harrison game, we just kind of feel like we're, we're scratching the surface uh, all the way around on the team that we have a chance to be. Yeah. Is that, what's your favorite part about coaching this squad right now? Well, whether it's this squad or any squad, it's the interaction uh, with the boys. Um, you know, especially being obviously, you know, twenty almost twenty years older than when I first started coaching. Um, you know, you, you get the realization that you know the boys at this this age, you know, um, you know they they could be your son, and so really just that interaction with them. Um, I think you know, talking with my assistant coach, uh, Coach Stegman, we always. We talk about like that was one of the biggest things we missed um, when we got away from basketball and getting back in is, is just being around uh, the boys and, and seeing how eager they are to learn um, and accepting of what we're asking them to do and just the you know the hard work that they're they're putting in to to learn those things um, and, and to try to be a you know as best that they can be as a group you know whether it's the things that we're doing defensively uh, or what we're asking them of how to play offensively, you know, those, those things are different than what they've been accustomed to. Yeah. And you guys are off to a four and zero start have beaten two of the top teams from last year and Claire Clark graduated a lot and Holy defense. You, you kind of talked about there 16, 17, 25 and 23. Did, did you expect that? Um, no, I mean, I don't think you ever, you know, really our, our, our thought has been, you know, we, we talk about it, you know, if we can keep people, you know, below double digits per quarter, um, we should be able to give ourselves a chance to win um, any game that we play. Um, and a lot of that mindset has been as we knew, you know, just what we were asking of the boys to, you know, to play, you know, offensively, you know, differently than they have. Um, that if we can if we can be efficient on defense and impose our will and, you know, generate some easy buckets for ourselves and, and control the game from that standpoint, that it's going to give us some time to, to develop what we want to do from an offensive standpoint. And now Stegman would still run through my screen if we were playing pickup ball today. Did, you know, is that kind of the, the mindset of you guys, the team taking that? Did you really get after it defensively in your day? Yeah, so that was, you know, for me, that was, you know, in in high school, um, I think you all have the affinity to, you know, being able to be really good at dribbling the ball, shooting the ball, you know, being able to finish with either hand at the bucket, you know, or playing above the rim. And as you get older, and it wasn't until my first year at Alma um, and a couple of the coaches on the staff, and you you look at how can you best help a team. And when I came into Elma, we had a lot of guys that, you know, could score the ball. Um, 
but I knew I could hang my hat on if I could spearhead the defense, you know, from a point guard standpoint and make it as tough as possible for the other point guard to get into their offense. And I could, you know, affect some change on the game that way is where I started to get that mentality. And, and when you look at high school sports and if you're trying to ask a lot of your athletes to, to play multiple sports as we do that we want them to do, we think that's the best thing for them and not to specialize that, you know, throughout the season, you can get better offensively at, at shooting and, you know, and things like that. But, you know, you can always start out the season being really tough-nosed in, in what you want to do defensively uh, and rebounding, you know, at, at that aspect. And so that's just a matter of effort. And obviously there's some coaching and some technique and stuff involved and, you know, mentally being prepared for that. But um, if, you have the, if you have the right attitude, you know, coming into it defensively, um, you know, you can get off to a fast start that way is our thought. Yeah, I really like you saying that. I was just talking with Coach Cam Gatriel from Beale City, and he was talking about, you know, usually football lasts so long or whatever, their offense doesn't get going. But he said that toughness can carry over from sport to sport to sport, and that's where the multi-sport athletes can really come in and help out a team right off the get-go, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, you know, kind of one of the – I think you talked about it, the five-to-one, five operating as one as maybe what's been the key to your great start. And so I'm going to kind of go into, you know, some of the players a little bit. Dysinger and Flanner who he's just coming back. We saw Dysinger score, you know, outscore Claire the other week. Cam Williams has a chance to be special. You know, talk a little bit about having those three on your squad, maybe as a core. Well, you know, I think, you know, our our first five, you know, in general, you know, you know, Mitch Walters as well and Joel Bundley. It's a, you know, you couldn't ask for a better group in general, the 11 boys that we have. But let alone, I think, what that group sets an example for. Um, obviously, they're all special in their, their separate ways. Um, obviously, you know, um, Colton and Cam, you know, play a ton of basketball, you know, in the summer. Um, so, so does Justin. And, um, but, you know, Mitch is a heck of a baseball player as well as, you know, he just played his first season as football and, and is one of the key contributors to that football team this year that's, you know, starting to, you know, turn things around with, with Coach Sigler. He's one of those um, guys, I'm sorry to cut you off, but he's one of those guys that toughness carries over. From doesn't matter what sport he's playing, he's bringing that attitude you want out onto the court, the field, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, also Joel, you know, from a soccer standpoint, you know, for us, um, you know, we ask a lot uh, of Joel and, and Mitch on what we do defensively, and they step up to the challenge, you know. what? And, and we talk about the group all the time is, um, you know, you know, or maybe one guy this week offensively, another guy this week. Um, but defensively, you know, guys can only do so much if they know the other four guys are in the right spot and doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that allows them to be to be aggressive and, and do the things, you know, especially in the last game we had Harrison. I think, you know, Joel probably had, you know, without going back to the tape off the top of my head, he had seven or eight steals in that game because he could play aggressive that he knew if, if he got in bad position, you know, someone was going to help him out, but he would get back in position. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really hard for me to try to single out guys, you know, from an offensive standpoint because, you know, they all are so talented. It could be any other, you know, nights, you know. Um, Nolan Cassette off of the, the bench for us has, has been phenomenal. I mean, he could come off the bench and, and do something special uh, every night. You know, same thing with Andrew Moss and, um, and T.J. Powell. And then, you know, we've got some other guys, you know, on there that are, are getting there, you know, and hopefully they, they do get there because – you know, they're juniors, and um, whether it's this year, it'll definitely have to be next year where we'll, they'll have to try to be as special as some of these seniors are that are graduating if we want to continue to do 
what we're doing, you know, on an annual basis. Yeah, and now talk a little bit more about Mr. Bendeley because, you know, we're talking about the multi-sport athletes. I think we were thinking football. Like I said, he comes from soccer. What he brings yep. to the t- he never stops. He just runs and runs and runs. And uh, is, is he just an unbelievably conditioned athlete? Does he ever get tired in practice? Have you gotten him tired yet? Um, I mean, <laughs> there's definitely been some practices where they're all gas. All right. Um, and – Obviously, we pride ourselves on trying to be well-conditioned. Obviously, we're not, you know, we're trying to spend a lot of time, obviously, on basketball stuff in practice. But um, I want to say it was our first or second game. I think it was our first game. And actually, Joel and, and Mitch had made the comment after the game on the ride home that in that game, about halfway through when they saw the other team was was pulling their shorts and they felt good that they started appreciating the amount of running and the running that we do with drills. Um, throughout our practices to to be in good shape. Yeah, but you know how many how many points do you think that can be worth? And you know, in a quarter per se. You know, you get to that fourth quarter, you're down by five, but the other team's gassed. Do you still feel pretty good about things? Yeah, yeah. I you know with, with this group, you know, I I hope at some point, you know, it will happen. You just don't know when throughout the season where where you get challenged because you want to see you want to see mentally what you're made up of. You don't, you don't want that to be around game 25 in the season and, and realize that there are certain things mentally that you needed to be, you know, better at because at that point, if you're not and things don't work out your way, you're not going to get another chance till next year to, to do it. Yeah. So, and I think um, you, you got that coming up gateway, you got game five tonight, Coleman, but then game six coming out of the break, that's going to be a, a really monster test. You guys are going to be facing Elma. Yep. Yeah. And right now our focus is, you know, tonight on Coleman, um, and that's the biggest thing that we talk as a group about is you just, you know, the next game, the next game is an opportunity um, to continue to prove ourselves. I think that's been the one thing is like you had said, you know, um, some other teams were being mentioned preseason, you know, over us, which maybe deservedly so. And um, so you're looking for certain things to, to be able to motivate your group, to keep them level on. But the other thing we talk about too is, you know, if you continue to do this, you're, you're no longer going to be just, you know, surprising everybody you're gonna you know the proverbial target on your back is going to continue to grow and you need to make sure that you're prepared for it so you know right now the focus for us is is Coleman tonight um if we're able to to do what we need to do and we get through that then yeah then we start looking you know forward to break and getting ourselves prepared and you know and hosting a an Elma team that's typically um hard-nosed tough gritty um you know and, and it's a night that we get to also play with um with the girls varsity yeah that's gonna be a lot of fun i'll actually be at the elma mount pleasant game tomorrow down in elma that should be a lot of fun as well and so if you make it down there maybe maybe come up and join me for a minute but do you know the goals for this team yet or is that something you kind of wait and come out of winter break this set no i think you know our goals our goals are pretty clear and concise every year you know the goal number one is for us to win the jack pine goal number two is to win the district and then if you do that you leave yourself with another handful of teams throughout the state and and you do everything you can to, to keep it rolling, um, you know. And then that's 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 it for us. Is you know our our goals are all team oriented. Um, you know, obviously some individuals may have you know some goals of being all conference or all area and things like that. But um, you know, ultimately the the goals that are the most important are, are those team goals. I really like the way you answered that. You said you you know you win that conference, you win the district. And then there's a handful of teams left, and let's let's you know roll the dice and let's go play some ball. Now, last thing right. I want to ask you, kind of love to ask coaches this for the first time, what's something that kids that you learned from playing sports that there's just no way you could learn it in the classroom? you got to learn it in the comp, you know, the competitive field, I'll say. Well, I think you, you find out what your 
what you're made up of when things aren't going your way. Um, you know, we talk about all the time is we only have so many hours of practice, you know, during the week. And then, you know, twice a week, we get 32 minutes to see if it's working or if it's not. And, you know, just because maybe it's not working or not going your way in the first minute or two minutes or a certain span throughout the game is, you know, are you mentally tough enough to overcome that? And, you know, the first player I think of is, you know, you mentioned Cam Williams, who's got a, you know, a huge ceiling. You know, not all of us were gifted enough to be 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", and be able to do some of the things that that he's capable of doing. And, um, you know, we did a a -a shoot-a-thon fundraiser, you know, for our program. And, you know, on on his 53-pointers, he he made 42 of 50. Um, But, you know, the first couple of games of the season, you know, he was struggling a little bit. He was pressing a little bit. And we just had one brief conversation about it. And and the only thing that I told Cam was, I said, just let it go and just play. Uh, Don't press, you know, just play. And once that first one goes in or things, you know, and and he just kept after it. And he could have just, you know, mentally, and he kept taking the the approach and the approach and a a couple of them that fell for him there in the Harrison game. And hopefully a couple more of them fall for him tonight. And that, you know, kind of seems to be his thing. But, you know, he just didn't mentally shut down. And I think for him, you know, he'll, you know, there's not always instant gratification. You know, sometimes, you know, you work on something and it works right away. Sometimes you got to work on something consistently for 30 days and that finally for it to click. You just never know when that's going to happen. Um, but are you going to be mentally strong enough to, to go through that process to, to see it happen? Because it'll happen, you know, whether it's, like I said, the next day, 30 days. It, for some of our guys, it could be really working on stuff and they may not see the gratification until game one of next year. Yep. Um, but are you willing to, to grind that process and, and to get after it? I like to grind the process. I kind of like to, I think I'm going to steal that from you at some points if that's all right. That's fine. So we don't al- anything copyrighted here. <laughs> we always talk about the process, but grinding through the process, I think that's you know kind of a good way to put it. And like I said, you find out what you're made of when things aren't going your way. Because like I said, he used Cam as an example. Like I said, he's somebody that's going to continue to thrive. Like I said, when things aren't going your way as a basketball player, like you said, you can't press. Sometimes you just got to keep on shooting even when you're missing. That's that's just the game. Yep. Yep. And Coach Fazy, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with me on Spock Sports. I'm sure we'll be catching up again soon. All right. We appreciate it. Another big, big thank you to Coach Fazy joining me from the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. Talk about that great 4-0 start that they're off to, Shepherd Boys Basketball. That's going to wrap things up for this week on Spock Sports Show, presented by Barberry Law Firm from the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. Next week, we'll talk about where all of our teams are at, maybe catching up with Dan Shell, Coach Jackson, some other local coaches again. So we're heading into Christmas break, and I need to do some wrestling stuff as well. Catch up on what's happening in that scene, too. Thanks so much. Tune in to Spock Sports Show, Buck 92, and Spock Sports Sports Show podcast wherever you get your podcasts and mymichiganpodcast.com from the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. You've been listening to this week's edition of the Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92. Spock Sports Show comes to you live each week from the Barbary Law Firm Studios inside the Bird Bar and Grill downtown. Spock Sports Show will be in podcast form soon in its entirety when you download it through MyMichiganPodcasts.com. It's podcasting that matters. We now return you to the great legends of country already in progress right here on Buck 92.